One, two, three, four. Wait, he wasn't ready. No, I'm I'm sorry. Sorry. I was ready. I was ready. No. Let me stop my record because this one's absolute garbage now. No, I'm keeping this. This is going to be the intro. <laughs> He's not even joking. This will be the intro. <laughs> Welcome to What You Playing At, your number one source for none of your gaming needs. I'm joined as always with my boy, Koi. Koi. <laughs> you didn't, he didn't put enough emphasis into it that I wanted. Uh, you, you, you got me by surprise, man. I, the little cogs were turning for a second there. <laughs> no worries. And unfortunately, we don't have Shay this week, but we fortunately, we do have a, another lovely little boy, and his name is Steve. Hello, Steve. Hello. Greetings from overseas. <laughs> You may recognise that voice from our third episode. He was indeed our he's our only set reoccurring guest so far. Well done, Steve. Uh, cool. What, do I win the squid game? Do I win the squid game? Is that how I yeah. win? <laughs> yeah, you get to live. Yeah, you get a squid. We'll, we'll, set, we'll mail you a squid, mate. <laughs> okay. And uh, spoilers, I get some lovely red hair. You get love, lovely red hair? <laughs> spoilers, spoilers for squid game, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I saw I saw Squid Games, but I don't remember that bit. Um, I got weird but at the anyway, end. it's a fun show, but yeah, I got weird at the end. So the burning question on everyone's mind is, what you been playing at, Steve? Uh, so I'm like a mixture of late to the party games and fresh out the oven, barely played it. So the one that I've been playing most is uh, Slay the Spire because it was free on April's PlayStation Plus. Uh, it was called ooh. what? Sorry, played Sl with fire. Slay the spire. Oh, slay the spire. I thought you said played with fire. <laughs> no, but that does slay sound like a game. Yeah, uh, I know that's why I was genuinely confused for a moment. But yeah, the slay the spire. I know you've been playing that. It's awesome. Yeah, slay the spire is great. You, you've been doing pretty good, haven't you, man? Uh, kind of. I think um, I'm not like I'm not great with all the characters, so I don't think I'm good at the game. But the uh, he's called the defect, the robot guy that has the kind of orbs. Uh, mm. I've really gotten on blue, with... the blue character. Yeah, That's the blue boy, how, how blue kind of robot boy. Yeah, blue character. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoy playing as him and just setting up loads of orbs that kind of give me passive defense buffs and you know random lightning things. So yeah, that takes a lot of the thinking out of it in terms of like, oh, do I need to defend this turn or attack this turn? Because that's, I think, what I'm bad at with the other classes. But it's a really clever game. Really, really clever game. I like it a lot. I don't think I unlocked the Defector. Is that what you're calling it? Uh, the Defect, but I do like the Russian twist you put on him. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I unlocked him. What's what's his whole deal? I got like the, the you know, the starting generic guy and like, the rogue equivalent yeah yeah, yeah. Right. i mean that's a good thing you know, dagger like low cost dagger attacks and um like poisoning kind of things is very rogue -y. yeah yeah but it's, what, what's the defects deal yeah. it's been so long do you actually un remind me steve do you actually unlock the characters i thought you started with the, the three no 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 you you, I, you start with you just the kind them. of yeah. warrior the, class the barbarian yeah, yeah, yeah all right and then i don't actually remember unlocking them it's just been that long now but yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I can't remember at what point you unlock the next character of each thing, but um, I think you just need to play a game and beat the first boss or something. It's very low requirements. Like it doesn't, it doesn't ask you to do a great deal of uh, difficulty with the earlier classes to get the later ones. But yeah, I've just been playing that a lot. I've, I bought it on mobile as well, which is the first mobile game I've bought in 
probably about five to six years uh, no way i didn't know that was on mobile i'm gonna buy that literally right now it's yeah it's exactly the right game you want for mobile in terms of <laughs> yeah, like zero absolutely. Mi mi zero microtransactions you just pay an upfront cost and Oof, 8.99 yeah for a mobile game it feels a bit spenny <laughs> it kind of made I me, mean, yeah. made do, you know what, me do you know what i love going back to maybe it was one of the last episodes you mate was it when steve was here when you was talking about mr auto fire oh, yeah. you were saying, <laughs> oh if a game just has upfront costs i'm fine with that <laughs> i wish it just had upfront costs yeah then. pc gaming has ruined me man 899 is a is a steep hill to climb for me oh man especially yeah, for a mobile I... game even though it's not a mobile game that's the thing like it's a it's, presumably it's a straight port yeah the only difference on it is, is a slight weird one i don't know whether it's just due to like mobile screen shaping i guess but the map that you're the kind of you know what i mean when i say the path that you're on Lee, like the path yeah. that it gives you it seems a bit more wide on mobile which is weird Ooh, i would have thought it'd be the other way around if anything no it's horizontal ah uh, yeah so it feels yeah. like it's oh, much yeah, more kind of yeah. congested and intertwining whereas on the tv or like well through the playstation it feels like it's a much more vertical kind of path thing it gives you i mean i'm not even 100 percent sure whether it's actually like that or whether that's just how they display the information and maybe they just squash it a bit more so that it's a bit more visible on the screen and that makes it look different mm. but it looks a tiny bit different but yeah it's hard it's hard to say i'm not sure i'm also like far from a pro on it no. so i know i know you've beaten the kind of secret last boss like the the heart yeah i've been the beaten that haven't you what's what's that what's the heart i never i never got to uh, i don't think i did one full run actually i got pretty close once that's about it so you, you have to beat the games so you have to beat the the a run is three bosses um you do all three bosses and then you have to do it once to unlock the ability to get like these keys mm -hmm. you, you gotta beat it next... once with each of the first three classes oh wait are oh, there more than right? three classes? yeah yeah because like we're, we're, the first time you beat the third boss you get a, like five second little cutscene of like a kind of triangle kind of seal kind of thing with three different colors representing the first three classes and the one that you just beat it with will have like a kind of flashing light on it there so it will show oh, that like oh you're absolutely right yeah it's, it's so, like i said it's so long i, I i'm forgetting the the mini aspects it's lucky mm -hmm. you're here to correct me on them to be honest steve uh, but yeah, so you, you beat him with all three characters and then you get the ability to go through a run and unlock keys. Okay. Um, and you unlock these three keys. One is by being an elite. One is by resting at a bonfire. And Steve, you'll have to remind me what the, how the third key is. So the first one, yeah. you need to look out for a specific elite on the path that's kind of glowing. And yeah, when you beat on him... Fire, yeah, yeah. And when you beat him, you'll uh, get a one of the keys. And then the other two, one of them, like you say, you need to rest at a bonfire, but what well, you kind of, you get to a bonfire and instead of either healing some health or getting an upgrade on one of your cards, you elect to get the sec get one of the other keys. So you miss out on healing or upgrading a card. So you kind of, right, you gotta, yeah. you gotta use oh. it at the right time. You can do it at any of the bonfires throughout the run. I think the campfires, it's just Dark Souls makes me call everything that's a fire a bonfire. But yeah. Yeah, like, damn right. For sure. You're damn right. Yeah, bonfire lit. And what, what's the third key? <laughs> the third key is just in any of the chests, any of the random chests. 
that you get relics from. So you get like chests during the run, and they'll give you a random yeah, right. relic of very vague rarity. I don't know how they decide that, but yeah, uh, if you choose the key in that chest, then you don't get the relic. So you've got to kind of you. I basically just like during a run, I'll wait until there's a relic that I know that I won't need for the build that I'm going for in that run. And okay, cool. Mm. I'm, I'm not going to get that relic. I'll get the key, and that's cool. Because if if there's a relic that's going to make your character stronger, then that's definitely what you should go for. One hundred. Mm. definitely i agree so you do sorry to interrupt koya because he was about to say something but um you do those three get those three keys and then you unlock a door at the end of the third boss and it unlocks like a mini map like a mini secret fourth map. okay like a little bonus guy yeah so it's like three stages it's like an elite fight a shop and um the final boss is that right is it yeah, a shop with, or is it starts it a with a bonfire, bonfire? It starts with a bonfire, a bonfire. Uh, then it's a shop, then it's a boss. Well, no, then it's an elite fight that's really fucking hard. I almost think that fight is like harder than the hearts, almost. Mm. So it can be certainly like maybe not hard. Some but it's bills just, can it's just, just demolish it because you've got to fight the heart right after, and if you lose too much health on that first elite fight you're, you're done you're kind of just fucked no matter what on the heart because the heart is fucking difficult as well like no understating that is a difficult fight um so i guess uh, briefly we should probably talk about what the actual game is for anybody not familiar it's like a true that little card game deck builder roguelike with a map yeah it's kind of like roguelike um kind of hearthstone so you start with a very basic deck yeah and <laughs> yeah energy that's pretty person. Smart, <laughs> Yeah, you start with like three energy per turn. Your cards cost a certain amount of energy to play. And yeah, as you beat people, you get you add extra cards to your deck. And depending on which cards you get at the end of your kind of fights and stuff, you start building. You, you're aiming for synergies of, okay, this card's going to interact with these other cards I have. And you want to be building a mix of kind of defense and AoE damage when you come up against groups of enemies. Uh, yeah, the, the, the cards and the decks themselves are, you know, pretty well beat. And, you know, the, the way that they play with each other are very, very well designs like you can tell there's a lot of thought that's gone into it yeah for sure, um, for sure. I, I didn't finish it um but i had a damn good time playing it like um i played inscription fairly recently um and i say probably slay the spire has the better deck system uh, inscription was good don't get me wrong at least at least the card card uh, game aspect of it was um the story not so much but um yeah slay the spire is, is far superior if you if you could merge the two it would be it would be much better I can't speak to Inscription, I didn't play that one, but uh, at least mechanically Slay the Spy is great. Because I don't give a fuck about the... I mean, I, I don't even think it has a story. It, if it does, I've missed the entire thing very much. Yeah, I was surprised when you said that there was a cutscene earlier, because from what I'd gathered... Like, maybe I'm wrong, but it's I don't not remember like, any oh, yeah, story yeah, at all. It's okay. not even a cutscene, man. It's like... Imagine a door opening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm calling that a cutscene. <laughs> all right, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, uh, like like the enemy designs and stuff are all very kind of boring and not super interesting. They kind of vaguely animate. One of the characters, one of the enemies, is a boss that's a lady that just kind of looks like she's doing like a weird squat and rocking back and forth or something. See, I think I'm quite surprised to hear you say that, Steve, because I actually quite like the enemy design. I think uh, there are some, those some weird quirky aspects to some some of them. Like I think you're about to go into the the rocking squatting. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of it looks like an old like flash animation. In yeah, there's like, a very like, flash animation. Yeah, I think it's got like a really nice classic fantasy look style about it as well. That I just get on, get on with 
really nice. Like it appeals to me anyway. So I one thing I noticed was like the um the the character design, like the characters you play as, like the classes, like they're quite kind of weird a little bit. You know, like the the rose got like a, a mask that covers covers their face, and the robot's kind of just got one big giant eye. There's something like slightly off about them, but the enemy design is fairly generic. I found it. I thought it was quite an interesting clash there. Yeah, there's nothing like too crazy. Like, uh, I mean, one of my, my one of my favorite bus design. Oh no, I think it's an elite in World Three. Uh, it's just called Giant Head, and it's like a giant stone head on its side on the floor. Okay. And it just kind of it's it kind of does like a five turn countdown, and as soon as it gets to the end of the fifth turn, it just starts dealing crazy damage each turn. So it's kind of like a DPS check of like, all right. Has the deck you've built so far got enough damage to take me up before I start dealing crazy damage? Because he's got loads oh, of Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like a kind of a, a, a skills gate in a way. Like, you have to prepare your build for it at some point if you know it's coming. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you could prepare in a defensive way, but you'd need a stupid, stupid amount of uh, armor. And um, you would have to have dealt uh, quite decent amount of damage as well yeah. there are like builds that you can do that do get you good amounts of armor you might be able to block some of his attacks but yeah i usually try and go for a bit of an armor build with uh i like my old boy to have loads of those ice kind of orbs that give you shitloads of armor at the end i of was gonna turn. ask what orbs do you like because i know they all have their uses but the ice orbs were definitely my favorites as well just yeah. before you go into that slightly like what's what's the deal with the orb guy like does, does his orb like do they do things for you essentially yeah like so you get different kinds of orbs as uh electricity one and ice one a weird like gravity looking one like it's all purpley and spacey looking thing okay so when you take your turn do they also have a turn or does it count as your turn so they're kind of like passive like they all do like two damage every turn and oh so, yeah okay. they are completely passive yeah. so, so like you, you build up a stable of orbs and exactly. they do take a lot of the work you actively build up like your collection of orbs and gotcha. then they're passively doing whatever while while you still have an active turn as well oh nice okay yeah. cool all right well, yeah steve what was your orb build then yeah i mean the one i actually won with was a kind of the main synergy was a power card build where like th this is the only time i've actually beat the heart so basically like i had two cards that i upgraded so that they always start in my opening hand and each of those was quite cheap it only cost one energy each and basically each one is whenever i play a power card i spawn one lightning orb so basically i started off the, the start of each fight i play those two cards and immediately that means that whenever I play any power card going forwards, I'm spawning two lightning orbs because I've kind of played a, uh, like one of those that card twice. So going forwards, the rest of my deck, I tried to remove all my other cards as much as I could because removing cards is expensive. Uh, but it's a weirdly what's, like... What's, what's the benefit to removing cards? The idea is like you want to only draw cards that synergize with your other cards and the cards you start with oh. are really basic like attacks and defense. And the later you get into the game, you actually don't want to be drawing this because they're not very powerful. So as you're as you're going through, you want to be removing those so that you're only drawing the more powerful cards you have. Yeah, you want the strongest deck possible. You want to get rid of the chaff. Exactly, exactly. Exactly, yeah. That's something that took me a long time to learn. That, that, like, that was, like, a big, like, 
learning curve for me for like okay shit yeah like it's not just about building a huge deck with loads of cards because then it's actually really hard to draw the cards that you actually want because you've filled it with so much nonsense what what's the average deck size not sure no it can be whatever like... i mean like what 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 would you end up with like or are they kind of like dynamic does it change depending on everyone it's like what dynamic you yeah okay, definitely yeah, it depends how like steve says you can take cards out of your deck and pretty much every run more or less you're going to want to do that a bit because like steve says the your starting cards tend to not work with your later game synergies so they just you just want to get rid of them so you pretty much always are getting rid of cards bad bad deck builds you end up with like 30 cards oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah that uh, a lot. But it can work but like typically you're going to be going through cycling through a lot of rubbish yeah like with, with any with any condition here it's always like well there's definitely decks that do work with large numbers of cards and stuff like there's there's no kind of one rule that sticks to everything but overall yeah like you don't want to be you don't want to be going over 30 overall really unless like i, I can't even think of a use case but i'm sure there is mm. and i'm just not very good at it but yeah i don't know yeah i've been enjoying that one a lot and that one's nice to play on mobile to kind of uh yeah i can imagine that's a nice like little game at the end of the day but it's probably going to be you know if you end up playing it in bed maybe it's one of those like one more and then it's 3 a.m situations Possibly. I've not quite had that yet, but it's dangerous. It's poss it's quite possible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A run's like quite intensive as well. It's no like five minute thing. It's usually like if you if you're gonna do well it's a thirty odd minute sort of oh, ordeal. Yeah, 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 so yeah. it's quite yeah. a commitment. Uh, so if you get to that one more run, one more run, if you're thinking, right, one more run. But this is fucking last one because then I've got to go to bed. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've not been late to work yet because of it. Basically, that's the <laughs> that's the qualifier I say on that one. Somewhat promising. Mm -hmm. yeah. Glad glad you gave it a shot though. Yeah. Um, no. I mean. Yeah. You know, without PlayStation Plus, I wouldn't have gone for that. But so you know, it's it's well, right on PlayStation Plus, I suppose. For now, for now. What else you been playing anyway, Steve? Uh, I played like five minutes of Salt and Sacrifice. Oh yeah, which is okay. the kind of follow up to Salt and Sanctuary, which is a kind of very well liked, well revered kind of two D souls like what's the gameplay like because i think i've played this but i think i played the original a while ago for about 20 minutes i think i played the original for longer but not by much mm. like i played the salt and sanctuary for a bit and i never it never clicked with me but i didn't really give it a huge chance but uh yeah the gameplay is probably so far at least the my least favorite part about it that's not a good sign not a great sign like uh you described the enemy movement in slay the spire as kind of flash based almost mm -hmm. it's it feels very much like i'm jumping around with someone's flash kind of cartoon or something like okay so far like the, the character movement's really floaty which doesn't feel super precise at the moment mm -hmm. um and like i'm not sure i love the fact that like in midair you can start attacking and you kind of float in midair while attacking like devil may cry or tekken combos or something oh okay it's got a, it's got a weird like it's very floaty and i don't know how that's going to translate to super precise inputs later on as the difficulty increases yeah i bet that that will play a part won't it yeah it's yeah. funny it's funny because um i've I've literally just for the first time played the the original Soul and Sanctuary today for ten minutes. Um, I've never played the series one one that I've heard of like you all, but um, haven't actually gone in on. I would I I completely get where you're coming from. Like even I don't know what it's like in this new one, but even in the original, 
when you're jumping around you can start combos in the air and it just doesn't feel right like <laughs> it feels off it feels floaty yeah I don't know. It, it feels strange like uh, like animation priority and animation kind of control and knowledge of okay if i do this it's going to kind of treat my character like this that's such a huge part of games like this like or like uh hollow knight did that really well where like every animation felt really clean and smooth and when you press the button you know exactly how long each thing was going to take and yep. you know uh, super precise you know like I, I guess this is also precise but it's precise in a very sluggish kind of yeah true true and that's the thing like, sluggish way it, this i mean the series seems well liked enough that it, it clearly developed a huge following of people that are into kind of souls likes and that kind of thing. So, you know, it's clearly not just one of the thousands of knockoff Souls likes on Steam that just kind of seem to pop up out of the ground like orcs. You know, like it seems like it's got a dedicated <laughs> fan base that people enjoy that kind of thing. So I'm going to keep plugging away and just kind of finding, trying to find a class that works for me or trying to just figure out, okay, is this going to unlock it for me? You know, I, I'm going to keep fucking about with it. But I, yeah, I, I dropped off on the first one and maybe the second one is a bit better in some ways and it's a bit more accessible i don't know I'm, I'm curious enough to try it anyway yeah yeah so yeah all right yeah you're gonna stick with it then yeah yeah i'll stick with that one just also there's fuck all else i want to play at the moment really <laughs> have you been playing anything else mate oh, i really want to man i feel like i look at the playstation store every day mm. uh oh actually no wait since the last time we spoke i did download football manager for the for my laptop <laughs> did you now? Yeah. Football Manager is one of those games that, like, it just makes me sad to think about. For it. sure, it's, dude. Like... it's a game that feels like a thousand divorces. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> I know a couple of people. I didn't know you played Football Manager. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't include you in this bunch, but I know a couple of people that really obsessively play Football Manager, and like, yeah, they just. Well, I know you're right into your fantasy football, Steve. So that's true, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No surprise you play Football Manager. Yeah. Dude, even <laughs> yeah. for me, I think a lot of this stuff is like, man, can I just cut half of this game out? I just want to kind of, I don't know. I'm, I'm really. It's a fascinating game, and especially following real world football and how much like the developers of these games and the scouting people that go for the. the work on these games very regularly get like signed by big clubs because they're so good at like recognizing talent in the brazilian third division or whatever like <laughs> the people are insane that make these games and the kind of the inter the kind of tactical kind of side of the game really intrigued me so i kind of wanted to get into it but the whole like like scouting players myself and signing players i've never actually heard of or whatever i'm not that bothered about mm. uh i just so i kind of i started a file where i just created a team of all english boys called brexit fuckwits or something <laughs> sure <laughs> yeah and i thought like, all right I'm, I'm just gonna create a team of people that i know and therefore i know how they play so i don't have to look too much into the whole statistics side of things because i kind of i know what these players are generally good at mm. and i'm gonna try and do as well as i can creating formations and giving roles to people that's kind of hopefully gonna work and i've really been enjoying that side of it but there's so um, yeah to be fair to them yeah there's a lot of depth in that game and a lot of it I, i'm not there for so <laughs> do you get to see like does it like simulate a match or anything i've never played a football i think in the earlier versions it was much more basic and like you had to really be like you had to have a great imagination to play the game it felt it, yeah it feels like playing with toys as a kid like oh i'm gonna do this or... yeah 
But yeah, they're kind of. The... Don't you dare compare this to Sabutio, mate. <laughs> Sabutio was glorious. Man, I never figured out how to play Sabutio. You I flick couldn't... him, mate. Yeah, and that's... <laughs> that's you know, you I didn't see the adverts, you just flick it. <laughs> but when I flicked him, like, the little dude just flew halfway across the room and the ball Don't stayed stationary. Don't flick it that hard, man. Like, oh. you're flicking it too hard. I, I've never played Sabutio. It felt like weird football tiddlywinks. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> <fuck> it is. <laughs> that is a pretty perfect description, man, mm. for sure. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I've barely been playing Football Manager, but... Yeah, the bits I've been playing, I'm interested with, but yeah, I'm definitely like, I can tell just from playing it, like, all right, I'm not going to be one of those people that like, you know, tries to get Nottingham Forest to win the Champions League again or whatever. I'm not, I'm not going to bring Shrewsbury Town up from Division 3 or whatever, you know. <laughs> and I just don't care enough about that. I, I like football tactics and kind of trying to like make English players play like Cruyff's Netherlands team from the 70s. I'm interested in fucking about with that kind of thing, but... I don't understand any of those references, but I appreciate them all the same. For sure, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's kind of basically every, everything I've been doing. Yeah, cool. Sweet, man. Sweet. Uh, I'll not lie, I was pretty phasing in and out of the football manager. Not really able to follow at least half of it, I'd say. It does feel I've like... A, I kind of like walked into like a... I was relying on you, Coy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, my boy Coy is carrying the situation, just letting... <laughs> Let it roll on. You know more about football than I do, surely. Like, I mean, should... that's probably true. But like, by virtue of like one being more than zero. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that's pretty much everything I've been playing at the moment. Uh, what about you, Lee? What have you been on? That was so professional. <laughs> <laughs> Too <laughs> professional. <laughs> Well, Steve, now that you ask, I need to refer to my list. <laughs> I cannot remember okay. what the game's called. We literally talked about it two seconds ago. I disagree. <laughs> For all listeners, these are lies. That was a very um, professional segue, which has no mention of the previous off-air discussion. <laughs> exactly. So it stands in the court of law, and that's all that really matters. Uh, so... <laughs> My game, which I just looked at and forgot again. Brilliant. It's called The Swords of Ditto. Sword of Ditto? It's got a subtitle. Do you mind not, not interrupting before I finish the game, please? It's called The Swords of Ditto, Mormo's Curse. That was not worth waiting for. <laughs> but um, it actually is. I'm intrigued. On, tell me all about it, man. I've never heard about it. I know. I'd never fucking heard of this game or in any way, shape or form. And I just saw it on the store the other day. And it's... Okay, so the first thing that caught me was its style. It's like, style is exactly just Cartoon Network. Mm. <laughs> it's just got very Cartoon Network vibes going on all to its very core. Are we talking like Hanna-Barbera Cartoon Network or Dexter's Laboratory Cartoon Network? Kind of like, is Hanna-Barbera like... Flintstones more, and Scooby-Doo? No, no, like more modern, more modern mm. than that. It's like Adventure Timey kind of vibe? Adventure Timey oh, okay. vibe. Oh, sweet, yeah. Yeah. Nice. yeah, Cartoon Network, Adventure Timey. Like, very, yeah, bright and colourful, uh, chibi. No, no, sorry, not chibi. That's the wrong the wrong game. <laughs> Next game's chibi. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, it's a, it's a top-down Zelda, as if they were made by Cartoon Network. Ooh. That's how, how it feels. Interesting. So you, you're going through this game, and uh, it's a dungeon crawler, in, very much like a Zelda game. 
you get different weapons and different um, things to use and like the most basic thing you get straight away is a torch to light torches and do puzzles to unlock doors and things it's very typical old school zelda like mm-hmm, i said mm-hmm. the weapons and stuff you get quite interestingly are all toys so uh like nerf gun uh, okay. a yo-yo things like that yeah, that's fun. One that's of the, yeah, yeah one of the best freaking weapons that they've created is a kick me sign <laughs> you put this on an enemy you stick this kick me sign on an enemy and all his mates will just start kicking Amazing. it <laughs> that's, really oh, that's cool, cool. Yeah. And I was like, yep, this game, I'm in. Yeah. I'm totally in. Do you have to like sneak up on the enemies or can you just... Like, yeah, if you, you just run up to them. Yeah, yeah, you run up to them. You should probably take a hit doing it, but it's worth it for mm. the lols. Yeah, so, no, yeah. No. So yeah, it's it's just... Honestly, I can't describe it any better than it's just a pretty much straight up a Zelda clone with a, a really nice stylized vibey attitude over the top of it. Uh, the script is okay. It's not amazing, mm. but... Um, the story's also okay. Or every hundred years, there's uh, like this power struggle between the light, light side and the dark, and depending on how that goes, sort of dictates how the next hundred years or who will reign, whether it be the light side or the dark. So right at the beginning of the game, you just go straight up to the the main boss and just get destroyed like it's a scripted fight. Okay, you're yeah, meant to sure, lose, yeah. and um, you know the world goes through it for a hundred years of darkness and then your next kin next one the next sword of ditto mm-hmm. is your next character and you're yeah you just pick up from that it's a really sweet game yeah you really enjoyed it though it's not very very long what's the gameplay like uh it's top down i mean like sorry i should be more specific like um what's like is it is it controls tight is it is it fast is it slow deliberate like it's pretty fast and tight yeah mm. Every, everything that i've used so far is pretty reactive uh that you can charge things but pretty much you can go out there and just spam spam your way across uh, just swords and bows and is it tough um not really exactly but it's got a really quite interesting mechanic so when you do get around to be in the game it will do another thing a hundred years later. You pick a new, start a new character, mm. but you start off with at exactly the same level. But quite interestingly, the witch that you're sort of going against has spent that hundred year period training, and so she comes back like way stronger, and she oh. can summon like stronger monsters. That's cool. So each time you go through it, it gets a little bit harder. Does that not punish cool. you for doing bad? For doing bad. Like if you, you know, if you die a whole bunch of times, does like the difficulty not artificially raise itself? It, no, so when it only really um, starts over again, like a hundred years later, in terms of story, like it, only that last fight is is where where that mat- matters, because otherwise you just like become unconscious and you wake up in your bed again. Oh, okay, all right, cool. But if if you do lose in the last dungeon, it does like it is a fail. Mm. <laughs> it just goes a hundred years later and you start again. Gotcha. But you haven't won. That's a really cool mechanic. I like that. Yeah, it's cool. Hmm, interesting i've not seen that no uh, i do recommend checking out i think i got it for like 12 or so quid how um, old is it no idea to be honest mm. like i reckon it's a couple of years old it's quite modern yeah 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 sounds cool man i might check it out how long how long you were going to say how long you uh, put into it did you finish it uh, so that that's it i've beaten the witch once mm. um and but when it throws you back to the beginning again it sort of shuffles everything so the town's a bit different and um 
the there's there seems to be a different sect of M NPCs like selection like not not really there's a lot of the same NPCs that somehow like live for a hundred years but there there are new NPCs so new quest lines and stuff so mm. it's a it's a weird game that I, I definitely haven't finished it finished it because I think finishing it properly is breaking the curse so that hundred year power struggle stops happening uh, but I haven't done that yet no cool but, okay and what else what else have you been on what else have i been on that's a good question it was a chibi game i've been playing this is it's a right shame shay's not here this week he would love this but i've been playing uh dragon quest builders 2 no way ah oh, man i have wanted to take that game out you know i love a building game but the anime barrier is pretty high on it like <laughs> tell me what it's like dude well the anime is high oh. <laughs> the levels are high but yeah it's um it's a weird, weird game that honestly I just can't stop myself going back to. I've definitely put the most amount of time into that, into this game mm. since we last spoke. I've been playing it quite consistently. Sorry. I'm sorry, Steve. It's just like whatever you were doing then on the camera really caught my attention. <laughs> I'm kind of like rotating my chair around a bit, so I guess. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> but yeah. Um, let's see. So, Dragon Quest Builders 2. Any questions before I begin? Ooh, all right. Um, yeah. Uh, did either of you two play an old game on the PS1 called no, uh, Dark Cloud? Did you ever play Dark Cloud? No, I haven't actually played it. Oh, okay. I know it, though. I know of it. it. It's. I think it might be along a similar line, and I had the best time playing Dark Cloud. I think I was about 11 years old, something like that. I had a summer off, you know, uh, uh, summer vacation, whatever. It was like a very basic sort of questy kind of game, but really you were looking for, like, pieces to build your town with. Is that anything at all like what dragon quest is like i mean vaguely yes because okay. <laughs> that's kind of what i want like vaguely yes is is what i'm looking for i don't think i've played any like building rpg games so i don't really know what how the kind of flow is so i'm kind of curious on that i maybe say that subnautica is kind of a building rpg but very light on the rpg side there are there aren't really stats in that at all there's just equipment, no, there's equipment right. stats, isn't yeah there, that's really? true that's true okay so what's like what's the flow like like are you building a town to like defend against people or miss tower defense or are so you... do you know what, what man that's, that's an interesting starting question like it is so much more than i was expecting i've been to like five different islands already <laughs> like, it's just fucking massive this game mm. so so far there's been three sort of areas the i've like i said i've put quite a bit of time into so these three areas are quite like main main worldy bits and so the first one you're in you arrive at but then you basically go straight to the second one if that makes sense at all yeah i think yeah, yeah you, you arrive at the first one the but second. you get there and you just get on a boat straight to the second one and you do go back to your first area later on but you are only after you've sorted the second area out so that's kind of your first proper main area okay. um so i sat uh, i put loads of effort into building this luscious farm like really nice lush farm 
all the trimmings, loads of time into this freaking farm. And then I, I've just kind of like abandoned it and gone to some some, <laughs> some other area because that that's where, where the quest has led me. So yeah, it's kind of strange in how it's making you build things. But also there's a little bit of like landscape building going on at the mm. minute. So it's making big differences to huge areas, which kind of feels quite nice, really. Ooh, that's, that's got, nice doing it for me. Yeah, do you know what? It's, it's got a really weird um, sort of gameplay loop as in it just never ends there's always like five things to do and you just there's no pressure to do any of them really so you just do what you want to do and it's really quite satisfying man you are selling it to me dude but what's what's the anime level come it on is go, high, go deep man. into that it how, is how, how anime are we talking here it's pretty high like the script is awful oh. it's just awful can you skip cutscenes how many characters have amnesia? <laughs> yes, actually, your, your characters have amnesia. So uh, you start off, you're on a boat, you're a prisoner on a boat. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that old uh, chestnut. Yeah. Prisoner on a boat. Boat crashes. Best bit of, this is where the, the script peaks. There's a slime. You know what the slimes look like in Dragon Quest? Yeah, yeah like Those sure, blue yeah. things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he goes, oh no, we're in deep goo goo. <laughs> oh. God, and that's the peak. That's where the script peaked. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. Oh. But, yeah. um, I don't know if I can get past that, mate. I mean, it sounds great, but... It is bad. Like, I guess you can just, like, spam X and skip everything, but I can't. I just won't let myself oh. do it. And Why I'm just, put like, putting that, myself man? through the worst goddamn dialogue ever conceived. Mm. Um, but part If it's available on PC... Mm. A good way around that would be to like run it. You find some mod that runs it through Google Translate about eighty times, oh. <laughs> and then back into English. Just as like, all right, yeah, let's just really fuck this completely. <laughs> you know, that might be a way to get around some of the bad writing. Yeah, unfortunately, um, it's on Game Pass, um, which is why I'm tempted to play it. But I don't think you can mod games on Game Pass at the moment. I don't think your Google Translate thing is going to work for me, I'm afraid, Steve. Mm, okay, interesting. I'm not fixed about Game Pass, so I don't really know what any of the rules are with that. Uh, I mean, I'm always banging on about Game Pass, man. Like, it's, Aren't you just? <laughs> it costs me a pound a month, and I get to play amazing games as much as I like. I fucking love a bit of Game Pass. I know it's going to be the downfall of gaming, like with the, you know, the introduction of subscription services by all the major players, but... Man, a pound a month to play pretty much whatever I want. All the Bethesda exclusives, uh, all the like Microsoft-owned developers and publishers, they get everything day one now. Like, I'm sorry, I'm I'm going on too much, but I fucking <laughs> love Game Pass. <laughs> I was just imagining people designing T-shirts for you, man. It's sort of just like Steam refunds and like, <laughs> Xbox Game Pass. PC gaming ruins a man. Like it's it's bad. You get so stingy with money. It's you spend like fourteen hundred pounds on a fucking rig, and then it's like oh six pound for like your yeah, AAA game. Six um, pound, man. I'm paying six pound. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Bruv. <laughs> Mate, you need to. Join the PlayStation 5 gang where there's so few games that you'll buy a AAA game on a whim and then realize, man, I don't really want to play it. That's the thing, man. <laughs> like, there's no, there's no massive PS5 exclusives that are drawing me over to it. Like, the only game I'm particularly interested in, and it was because you talked it up, is uh, Returnal. But there's no other great PS5 games I can really think of. Well, there are some great PS4 games, such as Last of Us Part 2. You should play that fucking game dude uh, i've watched it's too many so video good. essays on it by now oh it's, it's such a good <laughs> game though yeah yeah i'm have sure you, it is I'm have sure you played uh, that game steve uh, no, <laughs> not, 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 not. 
I wasn't just trying to eat a bit of pizza, so don't worry about that. <laughs> oh man, I'm at a peak there. Fuck sake, that was so funny. Good visual gag for an audio podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I've not played that one. Um, I've heard good things, but I've also heard weird bad things as well. But I don't know whether the bad things are just people trying to be contrarian or whether it's just... Yeah, I don't know. Wait, what game are we talking about? <laughs> I just, oh I'm so distracted by what just happened. Don't worry. <laughs> Less of a spat suit. Let it look. Don't, don't let. Spat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, my God. You know what? Let's move on. Last game for me. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so I haven't played that much of it, but what I have played, I have really enjoyed and, like, a lot of people say it has its faults, like the Ryan's a bit rubbish, but I've quite enjoyed it, the Ryan so far. Wait, what game? So, me and the partner have been playing It Takes Two. Oh, no fucking way. Oh, oh. nice. Yeah. All right. So, we've been playing it. We're not that far into it, like three bosses, I think. So, to anyone that's played it, we've, we've done the Hoover thing, mm. then the first one. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. There is a second one, I can't remember, but then the third one's the Queen Bee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, the second one's the uh, oh shit, the the toolbox. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, we've we've done those three, and we we haven't caught, returned to it since that time. We haven't had both had an evening where we can play. Yeah. But, um, what are you thinking so far, though? Do you know what? A mixture of absolutely loving it and <laughs> and it driving me a bit barmy to be yeah, honest. Yeah, like, I would fully agree yeah, with that. Yeah, yeah, accurate, sure. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, there was like a platforming section that. To be fair, she, my partner's been really good so far, and it's a game that's well designed for people that absolutely that don't play a lot of games. Yeah, I think for sure, man. Yeah, they they've definitely nailed that fine balance between keeping you interested and also putting in like you know uh, intuitive little little tests for people that don't really play games. It's definitely designed yeah. for a fella that plays games and somebody who doesn't. You know, it's 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 they've really fucking nailed that. That's the one thing I can really really and, praise it for. And let me say. I'm so thankful that they put all the driving tasks on the guy character, at least they have done so far. Not saying all women can't drive, I'm just saying my partner cannot drive. <laughs> she is awful, so thank God they've given me all the driving tasks so far. But uh, it's, it's got like a lot, of, a lot of things going on that I really quite enjoy about it, to be honest. like that It keeps mixing up the gameplay in like a very Nintendo-y kind of way. It takes an yep, idea. Yep. On. runs with it for a little while then just throws that idea away and moves on to the next thing yeah and, absolutely um, it never lingers too long on a concept it's, it's really bash 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 you know here's a new thing here's, yeah, a new thing, yeah. here's a new thing it feels like a kind of like story-based warrior where almost where like yes every five minutes you're, you're doing a very different thing but then you're moving on to the next thing but it's not like warrior where where it's just completely disconnected from everything else yeah, like yeah. help the elephant drink the water or whatever yeah it's just that yeah just it's it's all kind of connected within the narrative of like now you're doing this thing now you're doing this thing yeah absolutely um in some ways i wish it wasn't connected in the narrative because the narrative is fucking god awful but everything else i liked about it it sucks though because it's like it on paper it's a really good idea for cooperative based gameplay of like a, a kind of failing marriage then the two people have to work together to kind of get through whatever trials they're having and through that they whatever 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 like on paper it really works and the gameplay would feed into the narrative perfectly it's just that the writing and the characters 
yes, yeah, some of the worst. Good lord, so so offensively bad. Like I I I thank God you could skip cutscenes in there. The only thing is like um I I played it uh with with somebody and it was like um I think we probably both have um a herbal cigarette before we played and we'd forget that it takes herbal two herbal cigarette yeah you know a mental like cigarette euca eucalyptus eucalyptus yeah. <laughs> close cigarette you know almost can say eucalyptus for a moment. <laughs> Um, what was I saying? Yeah, so we'd 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 be slightly altered, and um, I think it takes both people to hold the X button to like uh, skip the cutscene. If I'm if I remember rightly, yeah, it needs co-op to skip. Yeah, and one of us would routinely forget, and the other one would just be sat there like, "This is fucking dog shit. Why why can't we skip anything?" See, I don't know because I'd heard how bad it was before ever playing it, so I kind of already set my expectations quite low it's at least meeting my expectations i'm not i'm all right with it yeah like, how low are those expectations though man i mean they were low enough um it like the book isn't as bad as everyone oh, made it out the to book's be the worst he oh, is the worst oh, he is the worst but he's still i expected worse you know um uh, it's not it's not great but it's not terrible as I mean, I guess, uh, like, people it, make out to yeah be. It's not, it's not like the worst thing that's ever written, but it's like, there's just nothing. I'm never happy when he turns up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm almost exclusively pissed off when he turns up. I, I think he might be the worst thing ever written. And isn't that kind of how they feel as well? And in that reason, for that reason, are you not in the story even more? No. Connected with the characters? Because no. you all think of the same thing. No. No, because I think within the story, he's supposed to be like a positive force that's actually, even though he's kind of trolling them a bit, he's trying to help them and get their marriage back together or whatever. Oh, I get that. I get that. But everyone hates that person in their life, right? The person that tries to help. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I mean... I, I also don't have many, like, kind of Latin stereotype Lothario kind of, you know. I, I mean, know. that is a bit out of left field, you know, but as well, it's fine. There's Just a few things it. that are out of left field, man, because, like, it's, the story is essentially a story for children, but it's definitely a game made for couples. And, you know, there are themes of divorce. There are, uh, I think there's a torture there are scene. themes of divorce. Yeah, 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 the right. theme. The theme is divorce, yeah. 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 <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but it's like, it's clearly made for older couples. Well, when I say older couples, I mean like, you know, people that aren't children. But the story, the dialogue yeah, yeah. is written it's at least for, for children. a couple that like lives together. It's like it's like it's not like high school romance. Exactly. Whatever. It's, like, it's yeah. for couples that can relate to couple problems or whatever. Yeah, it's written like which is why I get so well with it. <laughs> my partner I could barely hear all the dialogue between the argument we were doing. <laughs> Cool. You got anything else to play? Nah, man. That's been my three games. Like, like I say, uh, Dragon Quest Builders has taken up a lot of that uh, attention. It's pretty damn cool. <laughs> maybe you should. <laughs> maybe you should try it, Koi. Yeah, maybe I will. <laughs> And so, Koi, yo, you tell me, mate, what have you been playing at? <laughs> I've been playing a few games this week. I'm going to start with a game that I know that we've all played, Windjammers 2. Yes! No <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Lee came over uh, last week um, after we recorded and we played a little, little bit of a game. Steve is the original convert to this game who yeah. converted me and I have now converted Koi. Yeah, and yeah. now... 
here we are talking about yeah boy on, uh, boy thing is right our little poodle cast <laughs> i saw this game uh on steam and like it hit this like deep down nostalgia in me and i remembered it used to be on an arcade machine in the leisure center me and my brother went uh, went to go get swimming lessons at, and we never had any money but after swimming lessons we used to wait around and watch like the demos on you know like the the, the show versions of like the Hell arcade yeah. machines while our mum came and, and picked us up we used to wait and watch those i and, remember them days quite, yeah mate, the original windjammers was uh, was on one of those and i never ever got to play it so when windjammers when i saw the trailer for windjammers 2 i was like i fucking knew this game from somewhere man and it was it was that so yeah i'm glad you two got me onto it because it's been a wicked nostalgia kick for me so we should probably say what it, what it actually is it's like disc tennis frisbee tennis like how would you guys describe it? i would say it is frisbee street fire <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay all right yeah sure. like, i would say like kind of like the frisbee aspect of it is basically pong and then street fighter button yes. inputs. Yeah, yeah 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 and you can like bounce the frisbee off the walls you can like make it like curve throw it in circles you've got specials um, you choose your you choose your character at the start, much like a Street Fighter sort of. Uh, yeah, I should say lineup. it's top down yeah. Street Fighter, not yeah. side on. That's right. Yeah, top down. You, it's, yeah, it's it's very much like Steve said, Pong with an element of Street Fighter. It's it's fucking great, man. I haven't played it online, but I gather you two have played each other. What was what was the netcode like? Pretty good, actually, wasn't it, Steve? To, yeah, kind to of. To be honest, I mean, yeah, it wasn't perfect for sure. But, um... I've definitely had problems online because I was trying to play ranked matches for quite a while and I don't think I ever saw more than 50 people online. 50? Yeah, like regularly. When I was, I've not played it in quite a while actually. I need to hop back on and maybe be very, even more disappointed. But like, you know, a few days and a week after release or something, it was regularly like I would go on a lunch break and then there's like 10, 12 people playing. It, it, I feel like it didn't hit. Yeah, absolutely. It's not really a, a franchise with wide appeal. Like, I only heard of it because you two had started playing it and I'm gathering it was probably on like PlayStation Plus or something. I, would you two have paid money for it? I probably wouldn't have. I mean, it wasn't on PlayStation Plus, so actually we did pay money for it. By we, I mean Steve. Because <laughs> 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 Steve got this for me as a birthday present, actually. Mm. So. Yeah. I, th- I feel like PlayStation Plus would have been a really good thing for this game to pick up on popularity, like when, like when uh, Rocket League was on PlayStation Plus or something. Like, you need, like, an entry point to this kind of game to get a bunch of people playing and interested. Yeah, yeah, for I mean, sure, for sure. I'm biased when I, when I say this, but I think like, putting, pl- putting Rocket League on PlayStation Plus kind of made that game what it was, you know? It was a resounding success. Mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yeah yeah um i don't really have much to say about windjabbers to be honest i just, just wanted to mention it i know we've all played it it's it's pretty fun the first few times i tried it i didn't really manage to get a rally going but the last time lee came over um i had i had a few good games i kind of dominated one night and i was like all right maybe maybe i give this a little go yeah you dominate one night uh, yeah you know? and there we go unbeatable he, shall i say it was it was he, comes, he dominates one night and then he comes on the podcast saying, yeah. oh yeah i'm gonna bring up this <laughs> game this week <laughs> the amount of weeks i, I let it go unsaid yeah, yeah let's just true. say we play games every week <laughs> listeners we play games every week <laughs> which brings me on to my second game i want to talk about tekken king of iron fist tournament seven yeah, I'll talk about some Tekken. Yeah. I'll talk about some Tekken when we're both hitting random character and I am fucking stomping grounds. Not always true. Not always Not true. Not always, but like let's say mostly. Uh, Steve, have you played a bunch of Tekken? I have not played Tekken. I, th- I can't even remember the last Tekken I bought. Oh, man. 
How recent is Tekken 7? Two years? One it's year? It's gotta be more than two years. You no, okay, yeah, so, for sure. So that's a while ago now, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. I mean, like, the thing is, it was on, it was arcade for, like, yeah, three yeah. years before I even came to consoles. I think, yeah, they always do that, man. Tekken's such a weird franchise with that. Like, they go arcade first and then wait a couple of years, release it on, on consoles. Like, I, I gather there's, like, a big Tekken scene in Japan where, like, you know, the arcade is, like, you know, it's an event when a Tekken game comes out. So they kind of prioritise the arcade's uh, release over the over the console release. But, man, I am loving me some Tekken at the moment. I've played a lot of Tekken 7, probably got 200 hours in it, something like that. I go through little phases, but at the moment, I'm really, really into it. It is obviously, you know, and needn't be said, it is the, the best version of Tekken. I disagree. Sure. Oh, yeah, maybe Tekken Tag 2. Tekken Tag 2 is yeah. the boss. Right? That is sure. probably the, yeah. Do you know what? I wish there was a fucking tag me mode. Too, sure. right? Me too. Well, I'm waiting for Tekken Tag 3. You know, I, I, I have a feeling that might be the next one because a lot of people have a lot of fun feelings about Tekken Tag 2. 7 is good. It is really, really good. I'm not I'm not saying it, but I missed, I missed the tag. Yeah, imagine, imagine 7, but with tag as well, like... It would be better than Tekken Tag 2 for sure. Yeah, exactly, man. Exactly. Did yeah. you try the Street Fighter Tekken Tekken Cross Street Fighter and that weird experiment thing? No, they were supposed to do um, Tekken Cross with Street Fighter and then Street Fighter Cross with Tekken, mm-hmm. where it was like it would have you know the, the the gameplay of one but the characters of the other, and then they swap. You know, like the had one had Street Fighter gameplay with. Uh, Tekken characters, which was the one that came out, I believe, and the one that didn't come out would have had Tekken gameplay with Street Fighter characters, which I was really, really looking forward to. I like, um, you know, I have a certain nostalgia for Street Fighter, but I don't really know how to play it, whereas I do know how to play Tekken, and I was really looking forward to having that crossover, but it never, the second one never happened. Did you play it, the the, the first one? No, I um, I kind of saw footage of it and stuff, and it always looked weird and kind of strange, and uh, yeah, I just never invested on that one, sadly. I think was that for PlayStation Four or Three? Like, what cons- what console generation was that in? I think, I think PS Four. Not not one hundred percent about that, but I think PS Four. Because I did all of my my relationship with Street Fighter is really weird. Where like I came in at Street Fighter Four, my favorite character, the only one I was actually good at, was a character new to Street Fighter Four that has since not been in any of the others. What character was it? Uh, a guy called El Fuerte. Uh, kind of Fuente. Yeah, yeah. The uh, kind of uh, Mexican kind of um, wrestler. Yeah, the luchador, luchador kind of wrestler guy. Yeah, okay. But he could he could run around the stage and do mad jumps and stuff. And he was he wasn't good at combos, but he would do loads of really hard to predict chip damage or just single hits where like you're just constantly throwing weird attacks at them and they don't know how to dodge it. Mm. And I got pretty good, at, I would say, with him. But because I'm no good at all the other traditional characters, I kind of can't really jump back into Street Fighter because the guy I'm good at isn't there anymore. Yeah, yeah. I never, I never massively got into Street Fighter. Like I think the combos in Tekken flow so much better, and it, it lends itself more to casual gameplay. Like if I if I play a Street Fighter game and I'm not, you know, I'm playing somebody who knows how to play Street Fighter. It's you know, there's no competition. Whereas in Tekken, it's a little bit more forgiving to casual players. Um, the, the fights tend to flow a little better. You know, it, it, they get a little bit more tense. You got more, more of chance of um, somebody of less ability managing to interrupt your attacks and be unpredictable and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Whereas like Street Fighter is quite a technical game in comparison. Like Tekken can be technical if you want to pick a technical character for sure. But in just terms of just pure button mashing, it's it's still pretty fun. You know, 
Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, Tekken, I think the, the thing that most exemplifies that is, like, the kind of Eddie Gordo character from yeah, 3. Like, exactly, yeah. If you don't know what you're don't, doing... Don't yeah. say his name. <laughs> <laughs> Lee's, Lee's partner is devastating with Eddie. Oh, like, really? um, I've seen her clear rooms. Yeah. <laughs> she's cleared rooms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it's funny, like, she's she's... She doesn't play Tekken on her own, obviously, but she's got some strong fucking characters, man. Like, she's wicked with Eddie. I fear her Zhou Yu. Um, who else is she good at? She's pretty good at Kuma. Sick. I love a Kuma player. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> Occasionally has a pretty good pull. Anyone anyone that she can just, like, smash those buttons with, she's can be quite fearful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Your Alyssa is pretty, pretty dangerous in Tekken 7. Like, that's probably the one I fear the most. That's understandable. She is fearful. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm. A, I should say I'm. I'm a Kazuya boy. Have been since day one. Fucking love me some Kazuya. Lee hates it when I pick Kazuya. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I know who that is. I don't know. I don't even know who Alyssa is. I'm such I an old man. I think with this she's franchise. a relatively new character. I think she might even be new to Tekken Seven. She's like a robot girl who can chuck her head at you, and she's got chainsaws for her arms. She's pretty out there as, as far as Tekken Oh, okay, no, I do know this person. She's, I, I think she's been in one of the older ones. Oh, okay, yeah, she, she may well have been, yeah. Yeah, she's like a kind of, like, anime robot lady. Yeah, 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 you yeah. got it, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 okay. I kind of skipped Tekken 6, to be fair, if I'm uh, being completely honest. It I kind of skipped was, that one, so... It was a solid entry. It wasn't It wasn't standout, for sure. Like, Tag Tournament 2 was standout, 6 was okay, and then 7 was, was pretty, pretty great as well. Any more, though... Koi boy? No, no, I guess I just wanted to talk about Tekken for a little while. Been, yeah. oh. been practicing some Kazuya, got some 10 hit combos. If waiting you want to talk about it, let's mention what happens when we both pick random characters. You mentioned it earlier, Lee. You don't have to mention it again. Yeah, all right, generally. I'll, I'll mention it on the random day character. I die. <laughs> all right, okay, let's move on. So, the last game I want to talk about um, is a game called Trek to Yomi. Um, have you really heard of it? Yeah, no, oh, I have. Yeah, oh, you've heard of it. Have you Tra- played it, Steve? Trek to Yomi. Yeah, Trek to Yomi. So Yomi is like... Um, How's Yomi spelled? Uh, Y-O-M-I. Yomi is like um, like Japanese hell. And it's... Um, yes, sorry, Steve, have you played it? Not played it, no. I kind of vaguely know what it is. I've seen a bit of footage of it. Seems cool. It, it is pretty cool, man. It is basically... Um, it's the closest thing you'll get to playing like a Kurosawa film like it's black and white fixed camera positions um you know very um like it kind of like every every screen is like a frame from a a film um and it's just yeah it's very stylized it's pretty short like maybe six seven eight hours something like that there are some collectibles to get as you go along um but mostly it's about like the sword uh the sword play and just yeah making making pretty pretty screens really yeah it's pretty great so if it's like fixed cameras is it what tank controls uh no it's not tank controls so when i say fixed cameras it's like um more like your final fantasy 7 kind of fixed camera where like you start in one position and sometimes it'll pan as you move along the scene sort of thing yeah right. um but no it's not tank controls it's like uh it's, it's just kinda... like point and move like basically mm point left and move left no of. it's more arcadey than that well I, when i say arcadey i mean like it's 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 less point and clicky like you're playing with your with your analog sticks um and it's like it's almost like a side scroller but it's not quite like there, there is 3d depth to it and sometimes it's, it's quite a depth as well it's like you can run down some stairs and like the stairs are like facing facing towards you but essentially when you're in combat it's a side scroller you have enemies that assault you from the right and the left and you just kind of have to like kind of time your attacks you, you you've got a parry um there's not a huge amount of enemies in it 
but the ones that are there they introduce them quite cleverly it, it ramps up like you know quite naturally and every enemy requires a different tactic but yeah it's not it's not um, an amazing game, but what it does, it does very, very well. That tracks with everything I've kind of heard about it. Like, uh, not super deep, but then it also doesn't try and go for anything more complex than what it's going to trying to go for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's not super deep. The combat could be deeper, if I'm honest. Like, it's very much like um. Have you guys ever played like one of those um uh, like the like the stick fighter games on Newgrounds or something like that? Like uh, one finger death touch or or that sort of thing. Yeah, sure. It's like a co- a more complex version of that, but not much more complex really but it's you know when you get when you get the hang of it and you know you're slicing enemies up it looks pretty stylish but uh, as always i am terrible at video games and that that happens maybe twice in the whole game for me how do you rate it compared to an, a similar sounding game that you also introduced me to a while ago ronan you know the um oh the 2d i would it's, side on yeah i would say it's better than ronan well better mm, than ronan that was pretty good mind you no the gameplay in ronan is better but the sort of feel of Trek to Yomi is better like they they both do different things really like it's Ronin is is much more action oriented um Trek to Yomi is more sort of like plodding and thoughtful really with interspersed with like little bits of combat hold on Ronin was completely thoughtful it it I I would imagine Trek to Yomi is like more free-flowing than Ronin because it was like always pausing time and you're planning Mm. your next move out basically that's true but I would say that like that's like it's kind of difficult to phrase like i i totally get what you're saying but it's more like th- there's more of a focus on gameplay in ronin whereas in Trek to yomi it's more like the scenery is half of the experience sure you know like it's like it's it, it's not always combat you're like sometimes wandering through a cutscene or making a choice um whereas ronin is like you know it's very gameplay intensive yeah, yeah, yeah exactly exactly that man yeah yeah it's good um it was on game pass about six or seven hours i really really enjoyed my time with it um would recommend it if you can pick it up for cheap for sure okay nice i maybe won't buy it right now while it's full price but yeah if i see it go cheaper i might just stick it on and have a nice kind of sub five hour experience maybe i don't know yeah yeah it's that's it's that's exactly that sort of level really man it's like it's a solid seven or eight out of ten eight might be a bit generous but um yeah i enjoyed it for what it was did you say uh you were looking for games to play did you pick up breath edge in the end man i didn't pick that one up no i i went with the sultan sacrifice but maybe eventually i will go for it but yeah i didn't i didn't pick that one up yet what was it that put you off was it the humor um i don't even know really i'm very kind of like I don't know what I'm looking for with games at the moment. And every time I look at the store, I think, well, maybe I should get this one, but I probably shouldn't. Maybe I should get this, but I probably shouldn't. I don't know. I go through that little period every now and again. Um, I'm kind of sort of half in one at the moment. Like, but yeah, like sometimes, you know, it's especially after you've played a particularly good game. Mm -hmm. There can be a little period where you just, yeah, like you say, you just don't know what you want from a game and you never just kind of land on anything, man. Like it's like this little intermediary period where you just, yeah, you never just pick a game. Yeah, yeah. I spend ages like looking at lists and just flitting around, spending an hour playing this and half an hour playing that. Mm. Yeah, I completely agree. I think the curation yeah. of the PlayStation Store is also quite bad in terms of surfacing things for you. Like, uh, mm. I mean, there's a really weird section of like religious games that always pop up on the uh, 
new arrivals where it's like they're all one euro each and it's like pong or just some simple platformer thing and then if you like it looks like an atari 2600 game and if you look in the screenshots for the game at one point it's like okay now the object of pong is to try and get the ball past your opponent and that's like Psalms 26.3, where Jesus, whatever, whatever. Like, No, it's not. Dude. I, it does not say that, does it? I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, Steve sent some I weird screenshots to our group chat, man. Yeah, like, I, yeah I've, I've seen some weird things. Like, yeah, a weird religious section of the PlayStation Store. Like, it's, it seems kind of wild, man. Like, how do, do they moderate releases on the PlayStation Store? Or is it like it, a wasteland? It's like becoming the... more and more like a mobile app store or something. It's starting mm. to feel like that, where like a lot of the games look like mobile ports. Uh, a lot of weird like food looking platformer things where you you play as a pizza jumping over stuff in a very basic mario looking thing like i don't know it feels like the the curation i have bought one of the worst looking games ever purely on the on its title oh. <laughs> it's got a, a dreadful title was it the lady with... it was atp yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, oh. that one. You did you buy don't it? even want to give it a platform. Yeah. Come on, man. I want to know what is it. I I have still not played it, and I, I probably won't. But I only bought it based on the name because it's so ridiculous. It's called Lady in the Leotard with a Gun. Oh, <laughs> okay. I don't recommend anyone buy it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. We can wrap it there. I haven't got anything else to talk about. If I'm honest. All right, then. Well, come back next time to listen to us talk about Bushido Blade. Hey. Yeah. <laughs>